0: Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. Welcome everyone, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Grace and my co-hosts today are Bella, Nastasia and Alessandra and our special guest today is Cook Lamb. So hi Cook Lamb, welcome to the show. Um. My name is Grace, as you know, but what were the challenges of coming to Australia as a refugee?
1: Okay. Thank you very much for the question. Um, Hello everyone. (laughs) Yeah, my name is Cook Lam, I'm one of the councillors at Mariboran City Council. Uh, This is my third term, uh, eight years, and I'm a former mayor as well. Firstly, before I answer your question, I would like to acknowledge that we are on traditional land where we meet here today, and Mm -hmm. I would like to pay my respect to elder past and present and immersion. To answer your question, um, what is your challenging? challenging the language, yeah. uh, language barrier. I yeah. did study at university in Vietnam, um, mm. My I study English as my f- my first language and French as my second language. Um, I I learned through uh, my American teacher, which is I take another extra course from outside my school. Uh, but English is still a difficult <laughs> language to yes. <you> learn. <laughs> um, language, you know, that's why. And then you know you have to move on. You come to the new country, you have to learn the new language. And English is a, the basic one you need to mm-hmm. to learn and improve yeah. yourself um have some difficult with pronunciation. Even you say the same word, we would understand what you're talking about. And it comes with <laughs> yeah, a lot of hurdle. Yeah. On that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that uh the culture, uh the culture is also quite different from the Asian culture. Um yeah. I remember I I arrived in the Midway hostel in the late 70, um, 1978. And you can my read at Immigration Museum, did all my story in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was quite shocked when I had one of the student teachers at one of the Mersey's uh, College at that time in Ascotville. And when he said goodbye to me and I was pregnant, i <laughs> pregnant and he said kiss my hand to say goodbye I nearly dropped that <laughs> I was so shocked with how the culture is different and you know I'm not even shake hand I was so you know uh it's very timid very very scared it's a different culture but something to learn uh and also when I um i give you an example when I was waiting for the the bus outside the hostel, outside Midway Hostel, the refugee hostel, and I, can, I saw the nose standing anytime, time. I was just too scared. I wouldn't stand underneath because I thought, my <sighs> police might come and catch me. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things, simple thing for everyone, but it's really a big thing, and you know, if you don't know the culture. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. the career I work really hard on to try to, Getting um, equivalent or balance uh, of that mm. uh, uh, life, you know, you have to in the family, yeah. um, you know, uh, and also with learning the language and study again. So um, I want to go back to my same career or at least equivalent. Um, so that I found that this is very, very difficult trying to career path language. And on the top of that, you need to also send the money back to your home country as well because at that time it's very when I left, it very, very poor and the poverty there is uh, you know significant to my family and I feel that my responsibility to send money mm-hmm. back. And even now it's still, you know after 40 odd years I still do the same things and I understand from where the migrant and refugee coming from with a lot of big responsibility hmm. yeah
0: yeah I'm yeah. Yeah, um, Alessandra so um how did your childhood in Vietnam
1: affect your life and your you know career choices and the choices you made in the future um unfortunately that um my parents Pass away. My mm. father passed away when I'm only 15 days old. Oh. And yeah, and my mother passed away when I'm 13. Oh. Um, mm. At that time, you're know, like an orphaness. So I stay mm. with my yeah. sister all the way through. And I am. Um, it's, it's really my childhood. It's not a playhood. It's not like mm-hmm. something that I love and something I want to look back. But at the moment, I, I, I write my memoir to my children. Mm-hmm. I know how hard work, my memory and my childhood. And during the war, it's nothing fun, no fun at all. Yeah. Yes. When you at the primary school, you can see that people dying on the road. You can uh-huh. see people, you know, being shot. at, And it's so it's nightmare, you know. Mm-hmm. at um, yeah. This yeah. is very, very difficult. Um, Difficult life um, to move on, and because of my childhood, I my mother is uh, giving me a lot of strong motivation and re- resilience for me to be uh, me uh, today. Mm-hmm. Because she, um, even that my mother is was illiterate, oh. but she encouraged me to study. She. Worked so hard. She worked, you know, after my father passed away, she looked after five children, including wow. me, wow. and she had to work, like, selling things, buying uh, products. She raising the, um, you know, have a farm, a little farm for the mm-hmm. chickens and uh, uh, pig, and growing a sugar can to find the money to pay for me to go to school. And when um, um, I live in a village, Mm-hmm. So when I'm the second year, finished, year six, I would like to go to uh, the city, which is Saigon now. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah uh, to study and see. Really, she told me one thing I remember from my life um, until now, this age. Um, she told me, um, daughter, I cook. She said to me, I don't have money to give you because we're not wealthy to give you, but I would give you education. Regardless, Mm -hmm. I don't mind, work hard, but I give you education. The reason that because education, nobody can take away from you. Mm -hmm. The money you can spend and you run out of money, you can raise the money, but the education stays with you forever. Mm -hmm. So that is really giving me a lot of, um, in me, inside me, and that's how I raise my children as well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Did you ever think like when you were younger that this is the career that you are going to pursue? Um, no. Actually, I my, I always thinking helping people because yeah. when I was young, <laughs> a teenage, uh, I, a young person in, in, in Vietnam, um, during the war there's a lot of people suffering with flood and also during the war, uh, starvation. I, a teenager, or you know, I'm about… Seventeen eighteen years old, I volunteer on the Red cross ambassador oh, yeah. so that's why I met my husband <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i on this on the weekend that i um i went to uh, do um, a first aid course and we're training um as a Youth ambassador. So on Saturday and Sunday, rather go and have fun and all that, like other mm-hmm. young people. I when they and do some uh, volunteer work. So I travel, mm-hmm. regardless wherever where they are you to do some, give some clothes and give some food to other other people who suffering with mm-hmm. that sort of um, you know the problem, flood and starvation during the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So do you think that
0: during your life the main purpose has to been to help others?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think really people need to give mm-hmm. before you can take, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's why all my life here, I do a lot of volunteers in uh in Australia. Once I arrive here, I involved with a number of the a volunteer organisation, non-profit, or the hospital. Even before I'm on the, uh, the council, I work, I help the community health centre as a board uh, member on the committee. And all the way through, I work with um, my community and the mainstream community as well, like the micro-resource centre. I've been involved in the board management about eight years, community health sectors, you know, i on the Western English Language School, School Council President, There's a, where they have a lot of migrant and refugee. I was mm. there for 17 years. Wow. That's
0: um, impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Migrant, Northwest Migrant Resource Centre for eight years. Um, and Vietnamese community, to you know, be there and help them with the women group. And yeah. at the moment, even I'm on the full time, I'm a full time employee for. As a public servant, I will mm-hmm. say you department, I've a public servant for more than thirty years. Um, and I uh, that's full time and I'm also um counselor and you know the time is could never count because mm. when people need when people need help, then you can help them regardless whatever yeah, uh, yeah. time and day. Sometimes I respond um, email people midnight, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and people sometimes they to ask me, "Do you sleep?" I say, "Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not a lot of hours." <laughs> but uh, I uh, yeah, so that's why I just uh, would like you know to do all that. Yeah, so so I just. Uh, now I am on the um, on the board of the John Kerner Children Hospital and also with the um, uh, Western Health, uh, on the community advisory. Um, yeah, and on the uh, Vietnamese dancing group, our group, so dancing, cool. I'm an advisory oh, wow. yeah. for them too. So,
0: yeah. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Grace and my co-hosts today, Anastasia, Alessandra and Bella with the inspirational counsellor Cook Lamb. Um, you said
1: before that you really ins- um like inspire like you were admiring your mum a lot. Did she inspire you a lot? Yes, she did. Now, my grandmother uh, and my mother, uh, that two ladies that I could learn a lot and inspiring not only be a strong, resilient motivation and try to support the children, the whole family, but for the community as well. She helped. She grow some veggies and helped a lot of people during the war because people, my father, he we have a horse cart and he just travel just like a a taxi now, you know. <laughs> and he just travel. and sometimes that people, he found that people homeless, people don't have food to eat. Yeah. He brings it over to my mother and look after them and feed them and give them a bag of rice and clothes to go. So, mm-hmm. and I think I've learned that a lot when my mother told me and she, she did too. She not only values significantly about education but also she, um, uh, she values and Good neighbor, very, very good neighbor. Everybody needs to give, and even with them. And she said to me, if people, you give people something, that therefore for life, but if you eat, everything's that gone to you. So remember... Give it someone first, and that's how her principle and philosophy. As I have learned a lot, and so as a counselor, I very strongly believe harmoniously is my mm-hmm. goal, and that's how I work with people, my resident when they need, and I own way there. I have I put some motion for uh, you know, my council for the a lot of uh, things that very good for the community, and that's mm-hmm. how I work uh, with them. And uh, I, I continuing to do that for the community, for the um, the resident, and mm-hmm. um, you know for, for everyone.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, what it, you mentioned that education is really important to you. What do you think is why is it so important to you? What's important to you about it?
1: I think the important the important about education is where you learn, and the learning and never stop. Mm-hmm. I receive really say that I. Um, I went to university in Vietnam, but I come over here. I have to study over again. because mm-hmm. My qualification at, t- at times is not, di- didn't recognize. So I have to study mm-hmm. from the basic. I studied from diploma. I studied from the bachelor really of different. art. Oh, I, wow. I studied, yeah. you know, two old different course. And I believe mm-hmm. that um, every year I need to learn something yeah. new. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, year, every philosophy. year. <laughs> I learn real estate. It's my hobby. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I learn pathology, you know, how to take. Because I think in the future, when I retire, whenever I retire, I I, then I go. I use my my skill to go to um to work volunteers in the blood bank, something like that, or I can do you know anything. And I I I love that. And I study more. I study in other. um other interstate you know doing community and um, whatever you know i just, I just want to do, and I did um, Australian company directors, and I think every year I should do something to get improving that um, the knowledge and the skill because when you go to, to meet other people, you learn something you learn yeah. something, and I love to. Go to conference. I'm no. not conference <laughs> drunket, but I love to go to conference. The where you can meet a lot of people, and you can share the skill before now. Mm. And I spoke at uh, a number of uh, event at the big conference with um, yeah with the, the council in there. Mm. And I used to go to school like you now i used to go to different school to talk about my journey, yeah. but also motivating young people to do. More mainly volunteers first. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think you should try to do a more volunteers. That mean yeah. um, the volunteering is um, is a key part, and because Australian Australian people um very kind and you know open try to help all other country and the, you know their community as well.
0: Yeah. So what inspired you to create or have a career in politics?
1: Uh, what inspired me? I think that um, I just, my main uh, motivation that help people, and I want, um, I represent the people, of, um, the voice, the community to be heard yeah. and influential mm-hmm. and uh, to make the difference. That is my, my goal, to make that. Mm-hmm. And it's, the principle is to help people. And make people and represent people honestly and help them and try to willing to help them anything, they can mm. come up to you, yeah. So and that yeah. is my main mm. reason. And, and I mean, you know, like it's a, it's a hard job,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, you know, I'm there and my man, I I'm harmony, try to you know, to help people whenever they need and when they whenever mm. I could I could. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's the sort of leader you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so you did mention that you used to be the mayor. Um how did you feel when you found out you were the mayor?
1: Oh of Maribyrnong, oh, of Maribyrnong the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the process, um at the election or the mayor election, mm. and we have seven councillors and electing one mayor, so I mm. would enormous um Elected as a mayor at that time, 2017 and 18. I was very humble and Mm. and very uh, privileged um, and very proud, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's an amazing achievement. Yeah, it's um, the migrant woman. Refugee background, you know, be the mayor of the city, a beautiful city, in on because I I reside them since I arrived in mm-hmm. Australia, so that is where you know the community there, and mm-hmm. I was so um, you know humble, and I mm-hmm. I. To myself, blessed to myself that I work mm. harder and harder yeah. for the community and for people who vote for me there and trust me mm. to help them. So that uh, that is yeah. what do I you th- um, love do. You to- think?
0: Sorry. Do you think being mayor of Maribyrnong, um helped you to help more people in the community?
1: Yes, I think so. I mean, um, as a as a councillor, you look after the one the ward, right, and whether multiple ward or single ward, but you be a mayor, then you're represented for the city. you mm-hmm. um speaking on behalf of other councillors and another you know, the whole city, so uh, very privileged mm. to run that role.
0: Your red vinyl suitcase is iconic and it's held in the Immigration Museum right now. What does that suitcase represent to you?
1: Uh, that suitcase that um, I donating actually everything mm. belonging to the Immigration Museum because I believe that I could share with wider community. Mm. That remind me of the hardworking um, I escaped by riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> so landing into another country and come to this country seeking for freedom. And um, the red suitcase is show me as an example and also for the hardworking, the struggle and also that motivation a resilient and say never say no and true um, working really hard, and I believe that in this country, Australia, if you work hard, you can achieve whatever you could. And uh, you know, it's the main thing is to work hard and never, never forgive and never say no. So, anything yeah. <laughs> you know, keep trying. You know, if you fail one, you can success later. Who knows? So, you yeah, know, yeah. keep work, work hard, work hard, never yeah. give up.
0: Yeah, um, do you think that you would have,
1: um, that you could have had? a political career if you would have remained in Vietnam? I think I would. Um, I believe that I could do what I could do uh, to help people. This is, uh, you know, I, it's my nature. I would try to help people. Yeah. But um, I would have the more opportunity to rely Australia for me mm-hmm. and my my children and me, yeah. um, you know, pursuing choosing the the education career part and, um, you know, and – Peaceful freedom and harmonies lie, I hear that I can see. Um, yeah. Um, that's all that we have time for today.
0: Thank you so much to Councillor Cook Lamb. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. <laughs> And we are live from Academy of Mary Immaculate, Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Grace McInnes and my co-hosts today are Alessandra, Bella and Nastasia. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have a good day and remember the inspirational story of Councillor Cook Lamb. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Celebrating female role models across our community, Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live.